This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only nationally syndicated golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by Acura, precision crafted performance. Acura, celebrating 30 years in Canada. Visit Acura.ca for the 2018 lineup and dealership incentives. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sakito and Bob Weeks. Good morning, golfers, and uh, it doesn't feel like golf weather out there today. Joined no. in the studio here by Adam Scully, who is filling in for uh, Mark Sakino, who will be on the phone here shortly. He is uh, doing a little work on the Mayakoba Classic, although he's not in Mexico, unfortunately. No, no. Uh, he'll explain exactly what that means when he, we get him <laughs> on the blower here a little bit later on. Uh, but it's a cool start to the morning, although for the first time in a couple of weeks, I didn't drive in in the dark. That's what to. I was thinking, too, with, with the clocks changing last week. It was bright outside. It was weird. But I actually uh, thought uh, when I started driving, I thought, oh, my gosh, am I late? Yeah. The last couple of yeah. weeks. Is it 10 a.m. already? <laughs> that's right. That's right. But uh, it is cool. There it's is actually up. in the Toronto area today, there is a little bit of flurries in the forecast. I don't think it's going to stick around. Um, it's, but it's, it felt like it was going to snow yesterday in Toronto. Did it? Yeah. It was sideways and uh, it wasn't, wasn't pretty. I went out and bought a new winter jacket last night. Wow. I did do that. So that must mean that it's almost golf season ending. You were saying your course is closing Yeah, Bayview, Bayview closes, uh, closes tomorrow, uh, which has been another great year. But it's, I, I was saying before, uh, I can't remember a season ending this early, which is, uh, which is I mean, you know, it's, it's the way she goes. Yeah, it could be. That's right. Yeah. Well, Remembrance Day weekend as well. Tomorrow yep. is, uh, of course, the day we... Uh, remember all those who fought and served, and including some golfers, famous golfers. I was looking this up. Canadian golfers, Al Balding, mm-hmm. the great Al Balding, served mm-hmm. three years in World War II and served in uh, France and Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Stanley Thompson, great golf course architect, was in the artillery. Really? He was actually fought at Vimy Ridge. Really? How about that? Wow. A.V. McCann, who's another golf course architect mm-hmm. who went into the Canadian Golf Hall of Fame this mm-hmm. year, also uh, was in the artillery. And he actually lost part of his foot uh, in a uh, he was he was injured mm-hmm. uh, at at uh, Vimy Ridge wow so some connections there and of course in the United States there's lots Arnold Palmer served in yep. the Coast Guard and Orville Moody and there was a bunch of the bunch of guys in the the US but uh, it'll be a uh, solemn day tomorrow yep. as we remember the hundred the end of the war a hundred years later years. the first world war and of course pay tribute to all those others who were uh, serving in various conflicts from World War two on mm-hmm. Uh, coming up in today's show, we're going to talk a little bit to Mike Weir. Yeah. He's going to check in. He's going to tell us about a really crazy incident involving his daughter, yeah. which I'm hoping everyone is safe in that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to uh, hear from some of the, get some audio from some of the players who were involved in the wild ride that's going down in Mexico with Matt Kuchar. So far, pretty crazy, isn't it? Not a long hitter. He's up there with Cameron Champ. Who is? Uh, who is a very long hitter. Which <laughs> <laughs> so shows you there's more ways uh, to get it done. And... Potentially, we're going to hear from Brad Fritch here. I'm just trying to arrange that as we're uh, on the air here. We're trying to arrange uh, the interview with him. Brad made it through Q School, uh, second stage on web.com. Mm-hmm. Always a good guy to talk to, very insightful, very um, thoughtful yep. about the game. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk to him. Winner's Weird and What and all sorts of other stuff. Uh, but but that's basically it for the game, isn't it? Where you're, you're going to play tomorrow, maybe? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm going to say, no, I do have to get my game into shape because we're, we're having a bit of a rematch. We are. The week Sino, the, the yes. Mark and I are going to take on you and uh, our good pal Nick Obrich yes. from TaylorMade. Team Down Re- south. Down south at Torrey Pines. Yeah. So Team Recoil. Uh, we don't have any planned matching Recoil. outfits yet. 
Um, but I actually haven't touched a club in about a month, so I'm going to get grinding here soon. And uh, it's you know, it's probably not the best place to go play Tory Pines when you haven't touched a club in a month. Well, speaking of that, I was out this week in uh, Victoria where yes, they are right. still playing golf. I was at Bear Mountain, and we were taping another of uh, those Asante yep. commercials. So yep. gonna, this one's going to air. Uh, fairly soon, actually. Anyway, they're beautiful. Uh, they're still they golf all year round, in, in, which is pretty, uh, yeah, pretty cool. Which is pretty nice. But they have one beautiful scenic hole. It's about 110 yards, and it's perched out on the edge of this mountain. Mm-hmm. Looks down into the city of Victoria. Absolutely gorgeous. But a little, maybe uh, not even a full pitching wedge for me. Well, I stood up there, and thank goodness the pro uh, Mike Rideout brought uh, brought a dozen balls out <laughs> with him. Because uh, I hadn't swung a club in about a month, yeah. and it was it was it was a little cool because yeah. we shot this really just after the sun went up. It was probably two or three degrees, and I put probably five of his golf balls into the Netherlands, and we never wow. found them. <laughs> finally, Uh-oh. I got a couple. This is while they were filming a shot, but anyway, <laughs> finally we got a, we got one that uh, that looked like it would was going to work. Now, and, uh, now, was that the same hole that made our Golf Talk Canada top eighteen? It was. Okay. Okay. Yeah, very nice. V- very very nice show. It's a great. It's a great. Uh, it's a great hole. Very scenic. Very scenic. Mm-hmm. All right, but there's lots going on in the world of golf. So let's get to some news and headlines. News and headlines is brought to you by Porter Airlines. Now flying direct to sixteen Canadian destinations and seven U.S. destinations direct, including Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Visit flyporter.com. Porter Airlines flying refined. Well, uh, Mr. Woods always making news, and the latest news is that uh, apparently he has way too much money. (laughs) Tiger has turned down a chance, reportedly, to play in a tournament in Saudi Arabia for uh, $2.5 million, or 200 million pounds. I think it's $3.2 million. That's crazy. Was what they asked uh, asked him to show up. They would say, we'll pay you that. And he just said, "Mm, no. Are you uh, surprised at that, or...? I mean, I, uh, yeah. I mean, Tiger does obviously have enough dough, and I, I don't. I think he wants to. He doesn't want to take any chances with the back and flying. I mean, obviously, he'd fly private and he'd have his own pillow and his own seat and his own. <laughs> you'd, you'd hope. I mean, after the Open Championship, when he had the wrong pillow and he had, he had the tape on his neck, who right, knows? Right. But uh, the way what happened when he flew to Dubai. I guess that would have been uh, two years ago. Right? Two years ago now, when his back sort of gave out, I don't think he wants to uh, take any chances. And I, I, he, he, as we saw at the Ryder Cup, he looked exhausted, and I yeah. think he, he's taking that rest, and he just wants to rest as much as he can. So, uh, good for him. I'm not really surprised, but I mean, it's still hard to say you turned down three point two million. Three point two five million dollars U.S. appearance play to wow. play in uh, the new event at the basically out there yeah. in Saudi Arabia but and you wonder maybe maybe there's a little bit of there saying hey uh, you guys got some crazy stuff going on right now with for sure yeah there's a lot of crazy things going on going on in the world and 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 he does have a bit of he does have some some golf coming up which is going to be exciting obviously the match is in 13 days uh which <laughs> has match. been which has been hyped uh, a little bit and uh i like that we're calling it the match <laughs> the match and uh and then the hero world challenge the next week so yeah that's true that's true all right uh brandel shambly the man who <laughs> likes to critique everybody's golf games and golf swings i yep. think he does a good job and i happen to know brandel and i th- find him to be a really fun nice mm-hmm. guy uh he has his opinions and not everyone agrees that's for sure yep. but he is going to uh, put himself before the uh camera now last year he went at the senior open yep. in uh uk and qualified that's at st andrews at st andrews yep. played uh, didn't make the cut i don't think but no. he qualified for it and um, decided that maybe he's going to play a little more this year. He's going to play up to six events on the Champions Tour, he says, while still doing his job 
at Golf Channel. Yeah, good for him. I mean, as as uh, as a viewer, it's um, you know to to listen to Brandel Shambly. You always, I find that I always learn something, and and he he does get very analytical. And uh, but what he does very well is is he'll show um, on on the screen like a split screen of you know here's Jordan Spieth's swing last year versus this year and, and how it's different, and and he makes it easy for the viewer to to learn about the golf swing. So I'm looking forward to seeing it, and I'm looking forward to seeing Brandel perhaps critique his own golf swing. Swing yeah, or what air. if they got somebody like somebody who disagrees with them a lot, maybe like Tiger or someone like that, to come in and critique no, Randall? That, that would be that, kind of cool. Be, that'd be interesting. Think? That'd be really interesting. <laughs> Get them in the booth there. I mean, I'm sure the guys are rubbing their hands and a little now, bit to try ima- to do that. Imagine if Golf Channel could have Brandall mic'd up while he was playing. You probably couldn't do that, but um, to, to have him sort of like, or maybe a- after analy- the round, yeah, maybe after know. the round he could interview himself. Yes. Well, Brandon, what do you think? Well, it was a good yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, well, we'll see how Brandon does. He was a good player. I mean, I was there at when he won yep. his first golf tour, first and only and PGA only, Tour yes. out in the Greater Vancouver Open, the Air Canada Championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, RBC Canadian Open has been made a Open Championship qualifier. So this is big news, isn't it? So essentially, right now, what's going to happen? Three players who are not already qualified who finish inside the top ten in the RBC Canadian Open will get spots in the Open Championship. So just another reason for a better field this year. I mean, you know, the week before the U.S. Open, a great golf course. Uh, I, I'm anticipating a pretty darn good field. What, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think there's going to be a really good field. I, I, well, I don't think it's going to be awesome like a major. No, But I no. think it's going to be better than probably what we've seen. I've heard a few rumors, and I'm not going to yep. say anything because I know that uh, some of these people might not show up, so mm-hmm. it's not really fair. Um, but I think I think this is just I don't know if some guy will say hey I'm going to play in that event because I might get into the British Open. I think it's more just a acknowledgement to the quality of the event, to mm-hmm. the stature of mm-hmm. the event, uh, the timing. Of course, obviously yep. helps. You couldn't have it before because it was before the Open, right. right out the week after the Open Championship. But I think it just adds to the grandeur of the event and, and shows that it's it's obviously climbing up in importance. Yeah, and and like you look at the event last year, that was the best field I can remember in. 10, 15 years at least, you know, with Brooks Kepka and Tommy Fleetwood yeah. and Tony Fee now and Dustin Johnson and all the Canadians, and I can go on and on and on. And, you know, who knows? As we've mentioned, you know, guys who like to play the week before a major, are we going to see Phil next year? Are yeah. we going to see guys like Rory McIlroy next year? There's so many guys. Uh, there's so much potential for a great event next year. Well, we'll see what happens mm-hmm. when they go that, and somebody could, uh, well, three people have the potential yep. to get into the Open Championship. Yep. And finally, uh, we've talked a lot about Brooke Henderson yep. getting all sorts of laurels and awards, but how about Brittany Henderson? She was inducted last night into the Coastal Carolina University Sports Hall of Fame. That's where go. she went to university. And you know what other famous golfer went to Coastal Carolina? Oh, I, I wish I did. I probably should know, but... Hey. His name Uh-oh. starts with a D, and his last name starts with a J. Ah, uh, Dustin Johnson. There <laughs> yes. you go. Yes. Oh, I knew that. Right. <laughs> okay. <you> yes. <laughs> Probably the two most successful golfers. <laughs> yes. Come out of that university, anyway. And, it's, uh, and and so Brittany is she's six years older than that's Brooke? right. Okay. So and and Brit and she's obviously you know, she was a hell she was a hell of a golfer yeah, herself. Yeah, she's a great golfer. She played really good at uh, at Coastal Carolina. She yep. was a solid player mm-hmm. down there. Mm-hmm. And now mm-hmm. has chosen to uh, to turn her attention to helping her sister, who is uh, making some and, great and she's doing waves. a great job. And, you know, it's coming too. up pretty soon. I think they're going to start voting for all like the you know Lou Marsh and things yep. like that. Wonder if she's going to even get a mention. I mean, after I mean, as as we'll, we'll as you'll hear in our golf talk Canada year in review shows, like that was the moment 
of the year right by a landslide i mean I to, for, so. for brooke to win on home soil the way she did and the emotion and everything it was that was one of the coolest moments and hopefully she will get recognized that for sure cool. all right uh when we come back we're gonna go down to parts unknown <laughs> to talk to our good buddy mark zacchino and he'll fill us in on exactly what he's doing this week for the uh, PGA Tour radio uh, team as he, the, as he calls the Mayakoba Classic from Parts Unknown. That and more <laughs> coming up. There's more on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was brought to you by Acura. Precision crafted performance. Acura, celebrating 30 years in Canada. Visit Acura.ca for the 2018 lineup and dealership incentives. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by the TP5 and TP5X Golf Ball. Five layers make it exactly like nothing else. Visit TaylorMadeGolf.ca to switch today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Bob Weeks alongside Adam Scully filling in for Mark Sacchino, who is uh, in the the other nation's capital. Yes. In uh, Washington, District of Columbia, and he now joins us on the line. Hello, Mr. Z. How are you this morning? Nope. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Technical problems. Mark fell He's asleep gone. on the phone. He's gone. He's working out again. Um, it is a... Uh, it is a... We're still trying to work on him. Okay. Uh, Mayakoba Classic yes. is one of those events that's been around for quite a while uh-huh. on the tour and always seems to draw a decent feel. But this year got a couple of extra bonuses. I noticed... Few more of the people. I think Jordan Spieth is adding a couple because he was kind of yeah, wink, told wink, to. nudge, nudge. Yes, right. But Ricky Fowler is playing, and mm-hmm. Kucher made it a last-minute decision. He's playing, brought his family down. With a local caddy too. A yep. local caddy, exactly. Um, so that, you know, there's some interesting, um, interesting people in that lineup that you see, and I and and guys tell me they just absolutely love to play down there. Well, and and yeah, Jordan Spieth was quoted before saying, you know, why why haven't I played this every year? Because it's just so beautiful down there. Right. So. Well, you can't play them all. Yep. But here's a guy who plays them all every time. Plays all the shots. Sometimes too many, sometimes not enough. <laughs> here's Mark Sacchino from Washington, D.C. Hello, Mark. No. Oh. Oh. Still not there. Okay. <laughs> he keeps hanging up on us. Yep. I don't know what's going on. Yep. He doesn't like us. It must be the phone line. Uh, just to recap the the scoreboard up uh, in um, Mexico, Mayacoba, yes. we got uh, we got uh, Matt Kuchar with yep. back to back great rounds of uh, 64? sixty four. Yep, sixty four. Okay. Uh, so he hit twenty nine of his first thirty six greens in regulation thus far. Jeez. Pretty good. I saw he had one bad hole yesterday where he uh, hit one kind of way right on the 12th hole. I think he, he had to play a, um, a a provisional. He did. So he hit a way right on the 12th hole and then actually made a bogey. So he hit that tee shot out of bounds, and but he had a good provisional ball and then birdied his second ball, essentially. 64 with a bogey. It's pretty good. Uh, coming pretty up behind him with a 62. How about that? That guy again, Cameron Champ. He is like he is he is becoming the the story of the fall, you know, for a guy in DeChambeau, I guess, right? Yeah, and of course Bryson DeChambeau. But to to think of he's really come out of nowhere, like to to come to go straight from the web, in and obviously he was this huge story, you know, averaging three hundred and forty three point two yards on the web dot com tour, and then to come out and win immediately, like right. who who would have thunk that? And and yet, and and he's coming out and saying he's you know he's he's feeling more comfortable now, which is it's a scary thought for <laughs> yeah, especially with this golf course is just around seven thousand yards, and to see 
Cameron Champ, who's averaging 330 yards casually and is leading the field this week. Uh, he's, it's pretty crazy. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, also playing pretty well down there, Adam Hadwin. Tied for 10, 65-67. Yeah. Pretty good start. And uh, he and Nick Taylor will be heading off shortly mm-hmm. to play for Canada down under at the um, World Cup of Golf, which is a cool event, obviously. And I was thinking the other day, I was looking at the, uh, there's a guy named Nosferatu. I don't know if you follow him. Yes, yes, I follow him on Twitter. So he had projections of what the Olympic teams would look like for 2020. Mm-hmm. Not that far away when you think about it, right? Yeah. And he actually said that based on the projections of how the players are playing, and I'm not quite sure how he did it. It's not based on the rankings right now. If the rankings were right now, the Olympic team would be Adam Hadwin and Ben Silverman. But he projected it'll be him and Corey Connors. Hadwin and Corey Connors will be the Olympic mm-hmm. team for Canada, which is interesting. And, and was this done just after Corey's runner-up? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So hmm. uh, you never know what's going to happen. But you've you'd got to think that uh, that Adam Hadwin might be the guy who... Um, yeah, and who ends up at there, and, and then and then it'll be someone, one of the other pack guys in the pack, right? Right, and I mean, with all the Canadians on tour this year, you never know. Someone might come out and then you know have a good 2019 as well. But w- w- with Hadwin, it seemed uh, like he didn't really have the greatest um, you know starts to the to the tournaments that last year, and he he he'd sort of backdoor his way into a into a top 20 or top 15 finish, and to get off to a good start, who knows what he can do on the weekend now. Yeah, and uh, he's he's playing a little bit in the fall, which he he you know he plays some in the fall. He doesn't always play a lot in the fall, but he plays some. Mm-hmm. And uh, what did he do? He played was a top ten at uh, in, in Korea, in Korea yeah. nine bridges, and, and top thirty, tied for thirtieth at the uh, HSBC Champions. Uh, missed the cut at the Safeway Open, which I was surprised at because he played pretty well. But the first round, remember, he had at seventy seven, so that wasn't. Uh, wasn't his best, obviously. And and, and that top 10 at uh, the CJ Cup in uh, Korea was a 63 on Sunday. So, wow. You know, he, exactly. he, he sort of, you know, backdoored his way into a top 10. But uh, now that he's off to a good start, uh, you know, he's only what, a couple shots off the lead. Uh, it, it, it could be, as, as we said, uh, as you and Mark said both on TV, and we said, uh, we said multiple times, uh, the fall has been a great time for Canadians to succeed in the past. You know, right. we saw Mackenzie Hughes, Nick Taylor in 2014. Um, you know, there's only a few tournaments left in the in the fall swing. Um, maybe this is Hadwin's week to etch his name. Uh, sure would be nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, playing Canadians playing. I think Adam was the only one who made the cut. Unfortunately, yeah, a bunch of them missed the cut on uh, the number. Three of them yeah. missed it on the number. Mm-hmm. Roger Sloan, Nick Taylor, and Adam Svensson. Uh, all at three under. That's one shot off. Mac Hughes was a uh, 73-68, so he shot one under. And then Corey Connors was 72-71. Finally, perhaps coming down to earth, Corey Connors after his. I, I'm sure he needs a break. <laughs> the poor guy. Well, he's got to go on his honeymoon at some well, he point. He right? qualified for this event, right? Which is yeah, which is how how he wasn't in this event. It's I don't crazy, know. and it's, that's uh, it's a weird situation. But uh, well, and another guy too, um, Jordan Spieth. He his 2018 ends in a miscut. And it's the first time in his professional career he's gone a calendar year, 2018, without winning a golf tournament. It's also uh, interesting to note that he was passed on the world rankings this week by Tiger Woods. That is interesting. Tiger Woods is now higher in the world rankings than Jordan Spieth. Spieth. And we're going to get into the world rankings in a little bit. I know you've got a mention of it in your Winner's Weird and What a little bit later on. But it's so strange that... uh, um, that, 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 yeah. that just seems weird, doesn't it? Well, it, it, I mean, especially everything that Tiger's been through, and obviously Tiger wasn't playing last week, to, and for, for Speed to drop past him, 
And and Spieth obviously is not playing in the Hero World Challenge because I believe he has a wedding on the same week. It's his wedding, right? Is it his wedding? I think so. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> or wow. maybe he's getting married shortly. I know yes. that. Uh, he had to kick all the guys out of his house, apparently. You know, he's always got these roommates like yeah. Kramer Hickok, and for a while, uh, uh, Justin Thomas was living it's there. essentially the entourage of yeah, the PGA exactly, Tour. Yeah, exactly, but they've all kicked themselves out. All right, well, let's uh, take a break, see if we can reset and find uh, find out where uh, Mark Sakino is. Maybe he's down to Smithsonian or something, or maybe he's uh, <laughs> talking to, to uh, some politicians or something down in, in D.C. about the election that happened on Tuesday. We'll, uh, we'll try to straighten things out here and come back right after this on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by the TP5 and TP5X Golf Ball. Five layers make it exactly like nothing else. Visit tailormadegolf.ca to switch today. This is Golf Talk Canada presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by JPSM Golf, Canada's leading distributor of electric walking golf trolleys, including CartTech, MotoCaddy, and Stewart Golf Dream Machines. Visit jpsmgolf.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Uh, Bob Weeks in the studio along with Adam Scully, producer extraordinaire, and he's filling in for Mark Zacchino, who's Hopefully on the phone here, we're going to try and see. We've had some uh, issues technically here. They decided to make all sorts of changes to, yes. the, to the equipment here on a Friday night, making it, of course, very easy for everybody to come in because there's nobody here working yes. to try and help you when they yes. uh, fix a few things. So we're going to try and see if we can put Mark on the phone here, but uh, we may have to pass. We'll see what's going on. Um, while we're waiting, the uh, we were talking about the PGA Tour event. The Champions Tour is uh-huh. also... Uh-huh. Uh, coming to a close this week. This is their big event, and it's you know it it doesn't draw the same attention obviously as um, the the tour championship mm-hmm. does. But mm-hmm. it's still uh, it's still interesting for me anyway to follow and see who which guys are playing out there and how they're doing. Like Paul Goidos and Scott. Paul Goidos is leading. Scott McCarron at thirteen. Tim Petrovic at twelve under. Now those three guys. Um, Scott McCarron had a, had a. They all had decent careers, mm-hmm. but but it's interesting to find out when you get some guys who are. Um, not necessarily great, uh, not necessarily great um, PGA Tour players, but have really good careers mm-hmm. in their uh, when they get past the uh, the fifty. Yeah, it's you know, and and it's it's cool to see their year, their careers almost take off if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. you know, Scott McCarron, as you said, he was you know a, a solid PGA Tour player. Sure. He was you Played know a little bit in Canada. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, and then he he figures out the the, the long putter, and and now he's this new man. But uh, another guy, you know, VJ Singh obviously had a remarkable career, and and he's playing a little more now on PGA Tour Champions. But a guy we had uh, on last week, Stephen Ames, is, tied for uh, eighth. Tied for eighth. So sixty-eight, sixty-seven. Uh, thus far, you wonder if, if there isn't as much um, fanfare, if you will, uh, around uh, the Charles Schwab Cup because of the timing. Could be, you know, because it's in November right. now, and we're sort of lost a little bit in golf. Like it's kind of not to say lost, but it's yeah, not everyone's primary focus. It's sort of the end of the year where NFL football in the states is taking right. over. Yeah, you wonder, and obviously, you know, the PGA Tour, you know, has a has a six-day off-season, and, and, then, and then they're sort of back. But obviously, back in the day, the Tour Championship used to be, you know, in, in October sort of thing. So it's it's interesting interesting to see, you know, if, if they did change something around schedule-wise, how, how that would affect 
I always thought, I always thought it would be kind of interesting for maybe the LPGA Tour or uh, one of the other tours to do a Wednesday to Saturday, finish on Saturday, so you get a little more pop maybe out of your winner than you're not you're not going yeah. up against a winner on the, on the PGA Tour. But. Well, do you, do you remember? I think it was two years ago now. The Web had a couple like early in their season where they went Sunday to Wednesday. Right. That was pretty cool. That was interesting. That was like down in the Caribbean. Or yeah. Something, yeah. It? Right. I, I believe that was when. Uh, there was this crazy wind delay and somewhere in like the Bahamas <laughs> or something, and four or five guys didn't break 85. I can't remember the tournament, but it was, good. and it was it made it made it made TSN Sports Center because the guys were saying this isn't fair, and they, they made us go out. <laughs> yada yada I yada. I do remember that. And yeah. I, I believe it was uh, it was Tommy Two Gloves actually of all people. So Tommy Two Gloves. Tommy Two. What is it's, he doing? It, you know, I'll tell you what. So uh, hopefully, if if technical difficulties correct themselves here. Uh, we're going to be able to get uh, Brad Fritch yes. on the line. Yes. He just went through Q School, uh, second stage at the Web.com yep. tour. And I was go- looking through some of the names that were in some of the qualifiers. It's really interesting. Guys that you think of or haven't thought of mm-hmm. for, for a while, but we've had more than a cup of coffee on the PGA Tour and are down there. And I was actually just looking at the uh, PGA Tour scores for Mayakoba, and you see some guys like Hunter Mahan. There's a guy who... Kind of was playing such great golf. 2010 Ryder Cup, off. and yeah. then he sort of, you know, ever since, you know, he, he sort of fluffed that chip. And I mean, obviously, he, he had some success after that. It was sort of, it's, it's weird to say, but ever since he, Hunter Mahan withdrew from the RBC Canadian Open when he had the lead after 36 holes, obviously, you know, his, his wife was in labor and he left. Wow. But, uh, you know, and, as, and, and, I, us, I, I as, as we would, obviously, but ever since, you know, he has, his, his uh, success hasn't really, um, you know, his career is his, uh, he struggled a little bit, and uh, it looks like he's now back on the way up. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, he's got he, some status. He, even a guy like Lucas Glover was in contention last week. And, yeah, and uh, and he, I'm not sure if you saw it on, on Sunday. He had one of the scariest yips I have ever seen. I didn't see that. It, he had a. It was about a six footer for birdie. He he uh, put it about a foot and a half past, and the the, the comebacker did not touch the hole. Wow, his but his putting his blade went literally diagonally. It was <laughs> it, ga- it gives you the heebie-jeebies just just watching it. It was uh, it was crazy. He's one of the nicest guys you will find on the PGA Tour. I have a lot of time for for Lucas Glover. Yeah, um, but uh, he had that crazy incident with his wife, right, where she kind of yeah. attacked him for not playing good golf, and yeah. then his mother-in-law got involved, and there was a fight, and the cops got called, and yeah, pretty crazy stuff. Uh, that wasn't. Uh, <laughs> That was not very good stuff. But but uh, so, some other some good stuff that is going on as as the monitors are on around us here. The European tour and and Sergio Garcia is uh, speaking of resurrections. Yes. <laughs> so so ever since um, he was named the captain's pick for the uh, the Ryder Cup, uh, he has had he's had a lot of success here. If I can find my notes. Um, T7 in Portugal, um, and then he was 3-1 and one at the Ryder Cup. He won at Valderrama, and now he's leading after three rounds at Nedbank. So um, you wonder, you know, the time when he missed the FedEx Cup playoffs, when he had that grind, he, he went into the RBC Canadian Open late, he went into Wyndham late, and now he's, you know, doing what he's doing. It's You wonder if that time off... Sort of, as you said, resurrected his, his year. Yeah, that could be. Maybe yeah. you know, it's uh, it, it, there are some benefits to something like that. Now, of course, he's, as you said, he's playing well over at the Nedback Challenge. He just had a great bunker shot. Mm-hmm. We're watching here right now. Maybe we could just do play by yeah, play. Yeah, play by play here. Fill. Uh, we, we were trying to get Mark Sacchino on the line, but we've got some technical problems. So I think we're going to have to uh, to give Mark a pass. He'll he'll go back to bed, put the jammies back, put on. the jammies on, or, or maybe go back to the gym. Maybe, yeah, that's yeah. right. He's been working out now, yeah. getting ready for the big, uh, big rematch. It's, yeah, it's like so. Is our match on pay per view? 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Here's let, let's let's discuss that. That's a good topic to talk about okay. as we as we fill here. This is called filling, <laughs> folks. Um, the match. Yes. Would you? I actually watched the. They, they've done some little trailers. For yes. It. And it actually kind of got me more, a little bit more excited. But mm-hmm. they came out with some some of the information this week about what they're going to do mm-hmm. uh, in terms of they're going to have some side bets. They're going to have these predictive. Um, I'm really curious about this. Yeah. Yeah. So all sorts of things that the like like stats pre pre shot. Yeah. Kind of will tell you like what the, the, like the probability of, right, it, of how many know. times do you think he's going to make this putt and they'll put money on that. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but have you seen the trailers? Yes. Yeah, so, so the one, um, obviously, HBO released their first one last week. And then there was another one released, I thought it was by Barstool, but definitely wasn't Bar. It was uh, Golf Week t- uh, tweeted it out. Yeah. And it was like, it, it went from them as, you know, young kids, you know, and stuff. phenoms. That's the one I saw. To, to, and it was like 90 seconds sort of thing, right? And it sort of goes on to, you know, I, I, I want to beat Phil. And, you know, and then it's, it goes on to them being, you know, 42 and 48. Um, so that is the soul that that is hyping me up for it as much as humanly possible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because right. you know it's it's ten years too late, obviously, and and it, it, the, the 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 fight the match doesn't quite have the same pizzazz as if it was under the lights, and you know it's three Eastern on a Friday, and right, and uh, you know that's it, it's not their own cash. Obviously, that that's another argument or another discussion itself. <laughs> I mean, it would be great if it would, if if you could make it meaningful in some way but that to me is the issue is that like the money it doesn't seem to matter to anybody i mean it's a big money it's lots of money if it came down to the 18th hole and tiger woods has an eight foot putt to win nine million dollars then yeah it probably will but there's a lot that's got to happen before it gets to that point right right you know tons has to, yeah tons has to happen um but uh you know I, i'm i i will pay for it for sure as, as I, I will as, as a golf fan i i'm curious to to see it and i'm curious what it's going to look like with you know like just corporate sponsors around there's no fans that that's so, a I mean, little straight I, I think there's a misconception there because okay. there's going to be people okay. out there there's going to be people walking mm-hmm. it's just that you can't buy tickets for it. it's going to be who they want now whether those people cheer and yell and scream and do Baba Boy! yeah like that kind of stuff I don't know because it'll be probably corporates and, and you yeah. know, I think it'll be who they want. Yeah. And obviously, I, I, well, I've been to Shadow Creek. It's there's not a ton of room around there okay. to kind of walk around, and it's a pretty exclusive place. I don't mm-hmm. think they want the the uh, the great unwashed masses strolling around on their fairways yeah. <laughs> on this place. But um, but th- here's one thing interesting too: Golf Town now. Dude, I don't know if you saw this. Golf Town is going to show the match in all of their stores. Now that is interesting. So you can go to that. a golf town store. Yeah, I think you have to RSVP. I got a, a note about it yesterday, and they're going to show the match in their stores, which is, I don't know if that breaks any rules or not, but I guess well, if you could show it at a bar, why can't you show it at a golf store? So, like, do you have to pay cover? Like, no, to- apparently you're just going to walk in, and huh. maybe they'll try and hook you up for a new set of clubs or a yeah. dozen balls or something. But that's vi- that. Now that is interesting. Yeah, I was kind of surprised, actually, that... Uh, I guess it shouldn't be, though, right? Because you could go to a bar and watch it. I mean, I imagine there are going to be some bars that will have it. But but typically, if, if it's a fight or something, um, you know, if, if it was the, the Mayweather... Uh, um, Pacquiao? Yes, uh, or Mayweather... Yeah, or any of Conor those guys. McGregor. Yes, yes, if I can think. Um, uh, you, you pay, you know, $5, $5 at the door, and then you go in because and, and, it's a pay-per-view. And right. That's really about Golf Town. That's interesting. That's well, and I don't know if Golf Town's only going to have to pay nineteen dollars for it, yeah. or, or do they have to pay a, a bigger? No, I'm curious because so the uh, for the part one of the HBO series airs this Tuesday. Yeah, uh, I don't personally have HBO, so it might be a quick 
quick little purchase there for a couple of weeks because yeah. I like those as I mentioned last week on the show those twenty four seven series they were excellent are so well done like they hype you up for anything yeah like, you know if you know like if it like anything and it's it's crazy to I'm I'm just I'm I'm so looking forward to seeing it and and uh, you know to hype the matchup as much as humanly possible and um. You know, it's 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 gonna be it's it's even watching all the trailers and thinking you know Tiger's gotten to eighty wins and it's just um, that that's that's what's keeping me excited about this match for sure. Well, we've got we've got a uh, whole crew of people now trying to figure out what's going on <laughs> why we can't get our phones working here. So uh, in this at this point, Mark Sacchino has I'm sure left us and unfortunately gone out to practice his chipping or putting. <laughs> his putting, hopefully, hopefully his putting. Well, he's putting for the big match. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, but uh, sorry, getting back to the to the match, you're right. Yeah. So, so do you like like are you going to stay and watch right through? Like, what happens if it's a blowout? You well, you wonder like so so uh, it's it's set up to end around sunset, which which is around seven thirty Eastern time. Okay, um, and you know they tee off apparently at three Eastern. But as you said, you like, if if it's if it's a seven and six match, is it just going to end at five thirty? No, I mean I think they'll play because they're going to have side bets, right? Yeah, not the deal. Like, yeah. like I'll bet you you can't get up and down from this, or I'll bet you you can't do. And then at that point, it's just going to be sort of finicky. So you know? to me, it sounds like it's going to be more of a. It's like an exhibition. Yeah, yeah, more of an event than a golf than a serious golf match. Well, I mean that's not going to be a serious golf match, but a, more of an event style. The old skins games where yeah. they used to joke around yeah. and, and playing like that. And I don't know. I mean, like like Phil's kind of a Phil is a wisecracker. <laughs> Tiger surprisingly can be. He's got a he, sense of humor. He can be a needle. Yeah, he can be a. He can give you the needle as well. They like to do that. So that might be it. Might be an interesting part of it. But I still think that that the golf has got to lead the thing, and I don't know if that's going to be enough. Now you wonder because it's on pay per view. Do you think they're going to mic both the guys up? Oh yeah, yeah. And they'll be and, mic'd up for sure. And anything. Like you wonder if it's going to be on any on any sort of delay in terms of language. Oh no, I think they'll know. They're going to be on camera. They're smart enough to figure that out. Well, I remember there was Tiger and Rory played in an event in China. This would have been four years ago, I think, and it was just, it was it was like a one on one match. And I remember, uh, I mean, like they they were talking and like they were both sort of like swearing at each other in like a fun way. Um, and then this was four years ago. <laughs> it's so a it was fun way. Yeah, like so, sort of like you know giving each other the jabs and, and that sort of sense, if that's possible to swear at someone in a fun way. But um, you know, I, I I am. It's more not hype, but it's more curiosity to see what it's going to be like. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to uh, take a break here and try and reset and. Um, I'm not sure if we're going to get Brad Fritch on the phone in the next segment or not. We'll find out. We'll find out. Stay tuned, and you will find out, too, here on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura, was brought to you by JPSM Golf, Canada's leading distributor of electric walking golf trolleys, including Kart Tech, Moto Caddy, and Stewart Golf Dream Machines. Visit JPSMGolf.com. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of Golf Talk Canada is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino and Bob Weeks. 
And welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada. Producer Adam Scully riding solo uh, for this segment. As we mentioned, we've had some technical uh, difficulties here this morning with our phone lines. Uh, so Bob is actually speaking with Brad Fritch right now off the air. He, we're taping that interview, and we are going to play that for you in our next uh, hour in uh, our, the back nine here on uh, on Golf Talk Canada. So we'll have a one-on-one with Brad uh, Fritch, who's on the next stage of web.com qualifying. Speaking of Canadians, uh, earlier this week, Bob also had a chance to uh, catch up uh, with Mike Weir. Let's, uh, let's hear that audio. Joined on the phone now by uh, Mike Weir. And uh, Mike, before we uh, uh, get into the golf season that's going on around you, I know you've got some, some personal stuff going on at, uh, with, uh, with your family, and we wish them all the best and hope for the they stay safe, and I know they're sort of caught in some fire situations now. I'm sure very unsettling for you. Yeah, it's been, uh, been a frantic kind of couple of days with, uh, you know, kind of that shooting up by the university um, and in Southern California there. And uh, thank goodness, you know, my, my daughter's safe, and, you know, now they're dealing with the fires and the, the schools being evacuated. And so it's just, you know, when you're not there, I think everything's going to be fine and safe, but uh, when you're not there, it's a little bit, uh, you know, it, it, as a parent, you know, you could worry, and we're going to go uh, down there and try to get her out of there for now, and hopefully they can get control of these fires. Very, very unsettling for sure. Let's uh, let's uh, try and distract you from from some of that that stuff that's going on with a little golf talk. And um, why don't you just sure. give us a little update on on where you are and what your plans are going to be for uh, the 2019 season? Well, I plan on playing, you know, quite a uh, full schedule on the Web.com tour and. You know, there'll be a few PGA Tour events. Hopefully, that'll that'll mix in there as well. But um, you know, this off season, just been uh, been working hard. I've been working with the uh, coach Mark Blackburn and um, and a Canadian guy trainer Jason Glass out of uh, Vancouver that you know Adam Hadland's used for a while. And really excited about you know some some subtle changes I've made to my game and and uh, and the training that I'm doing. So it's just been off season work. Uh, I went down to Vegas to try to Monday qualify. That was the last thing I played in. And uh, there's a small event at Pebble Beach next week for TaylorMade that I'm playing. But outside that, I'm just waiting for the web.com tour to start in, um, in kind of mid-December or January there. All right. Let me uh, let me grab uh, a couple of things off your Twitter feed here that caught my eye over the last little while. One of them was a persimmon driver that I noticed, a Link Soul persimmon driver that <laughs> you were using as a training aid. Is that right? Well, I use it. Yeah, I use it for uh, for trying to, you know, you know, maximize impact really. And um, you know, it's just you swing the old persimmon drivers just a little bit differently. You know, you have to. There's more of a tempo involved. There's um, a little more patience, I guess, involved, and, and a little more precision. And you know, and then that translates to you know the new equipment. You know, when you're when your timing's a little bit better, you're hitting the ball in the middle of the face. You know, I don't have the obviously the greatest speed. I, I don't hit a long way, but for me to maximize my distance, I have to. Um, you know, it's kind of swing within myself and really try to make that center contact. So it's a good way to practice. <laughs> it's it's got to be a little bit uh, unusual to look down and see that small little head again, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's fun, <laughs> you know, to look down there. You know, it's basically the size, even smaller than like a five-wood, today's five-wood. And, you know, just the sound and, you know, the driving range, one of the driving ranges that I practice at, I'll, I'll hit my tailor-made driver and hit it halfway up the fence on this with the TaylorMade driver and I'll take out my old Cleveland Classic or I'll use the Link Soul driver uh, for Simmons and the thing's bouncing 20 yards short of the fence on the fly. So it's, you know, <laughs> see, that, see that difference about 50 yards in the air is quite different. 
Now, all right, you, you mentioned a, a little match that you have going. Uh, I understand that you and Dean Wilson are going to take on uh, some, some younger bucks, are you? Yes, we are. Um, <laughs> you know, Dean, Dean put this together uh, last year with um, called the Wishbone Brawl, and it was um, you know, a way to raise money uh, for charities that uh, he, himself and uh, John Ashworth are involved with, with uh, the little golf course they co-own out there uh, called Goat Hill State Park. And, we put it together last year. It was really successful, um, and he asked me to do it this year. Um, they had Chris Riley and uh, Xander and Charlie and Dean last year, and I'm replacing Chris this year. But I think Chris is still involved, and I'm just looking forward to it. You know, Dean's so, a college teammate mine, and you know we played lots of golf together, so we'll, we're going to take on the Young Bucks. So Charlie Hoffman and Xander Shoffman, that's that's a uh, pretty big task to take on for you old vets. Exactly. But we have, <laughs> uh, you know, we're, we're using persimmon woods, so... I hope the uh, driving disparity and distance won't be that much. And, you know, Dean knows knows his way around this course a lot. You know, he plays there all, all the time. He has his, uh, his little boy that he takes out there all the time. And um, so maybe a little course knowledge will help us out. <laughs> well, it's got to be a little bit of fun and uh, a relaxing time, I'm sure, uh, and as yeah. well for a good cause. Um, yeah. Your, is your Just as we wrap up here, is your, your drive, your thirst to, to keep playing the same as it always has been? Yeah, I'm I'm very excited about my game. I think you know, I always am. You know, I love I love the game. I, I I'm grateful to, that I had the career I had and and that I can play a sport I love for as long as I've been able to do it. And and now with a little change with um with Jason and Mark and give me an even more of a boost that I'm seeing some really good things. You know, I hadn't played in in a tournament in almost two months. I went down to Vegas, shot 67, and it was a very easy 67, and just missed you know qualifying by a shot and. So the signs are there. There's there's good things happening. So, yeah, I'm excited to get a full season on the web and see what I can do. All right. Well, we'll let you attend to uh, more serious things right away, and uh, and I hope everything is safe with uh, with your daughter. And uh, best of luck, and we'll look for you in the new year on the web tour. Thanks, Bob. Appreciate it. Okay. Take care. All the best to Mike Weir going forward in 2019. On the other side, we will hear from Brad Fritch. We'll have winners weird and what. We'll hear from Matt Kuchar and Cameron Champ. All that's coming up in hour number two on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Golf Talk Canada. For blogs, show archives, video highlights, and TV schedule, visit us online at golftalkcanada.ca. We'll be right back with more GTC. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada, hour two here on a Saturday morning. A cool, uh, below-freezing Saturday morning. First one we've had for a while. It was minus two in my car this morning. Adam Scully along with uh, Bob Weeks, yours truly here, as we uh, try to weave our way through some technical difficulties here to put this show together. And there's a lot of people behind that uh, glass right now who are uh, working very hard to make that happen. 
Uh, let's. Uh, we were we're going to talk to Brad Fritch live. Yes. But while you were playing and listening to the Mike Weaver interview, I ran back there and we taped a little interview with Brad Fritch. Now Brad is one of um, four guys who made it through. Four Canadians, I think, who made it through to the next stage, the final stage of the PGA, or sorry, the Web.com tour. Sean Harlington of Vancouver, Albin Choi of Toronto. Um, Brad Fritch mm-hmm. and uh, Michael Gligich of uh, Burlington, Ontario are all going to play in the final stage, and that guarantees them some status next year on the Web.com Tour. It's a uh, Web.com Tour in the early going. If you don't have full status, it is essentially you better put your head down and play really well because if you, if you play well, then you get reshuffled in the order and you get some status and you keep going and playing and um, it's uh, it's a tough league. It's it's a grind to you know to it's 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 your livelihood you know to 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 have a four foot putt to make a cut to you know they're obviously they're making good good coin but they're not you know making it's not PGA Tour money that sort of thing and especially in Q school you know like I, I'd be curious I'm I'm looking forward to hearing the, hearing the interview with Brad to talk about the pressure you know that he was under to advance so it's it's quite a quite a fascinating time for sure. <laughs> all right. Well, we dissected all the uh, status and all that in the first question. So let's uh, let's hear now from Brad Fritch. And joined now by Brad Fritch, who is the successful qualifier at second stage of uh, Web.com Q School. Brad, uh, thanks for joining us on Saturday morning here. And um, it's got to feel nice to get to get through that second stage. Uh, it certainly does. And it's been a little bit of an interesting year for me. So it's nice to see kind of a successful tournament and especially here at the end of the year where I've, I mean I've been working pretty hard and to see kind of the results down the stretch that I did in this tournament was was pretty gratifying and uh, looking forward to final stage in December now you uh, you did have some status for next year regardless but getting through this second stage obviously is the biggest hurdle because now you're guaranteed at least some kind of additional stage. I'm not talking about you personally, but anyone who makes it to the final stage gets some kind of status. Is that not right? That's right, yeah. So my status would have gotten me maybe the first three or four events, not guaranteed, um, but this gives me an opportunity in December to to gain from that. Um, I think the top 40 get a minimum of eight in the beginning of the year on the web.com tour so uh it gives me an opportunity to go and get that top 40 card and see what i can do from there uh as you mentioned it's been an interesting year for you um you were uh you were called a penalty on yourself why don't you tell people a little bit about exactly what happened with that situation sure yeah um actually about a year ago because it was after second stage of q school last year i embarked on a a weight loss program with a good friend of mine who, who runs a, a weight loss clinic in addition to his chiropractic practice. Um, we decided to go hard for about 40 days. And one of the thing, one of the supplements that he has in his program, which is used by everyone, unfortunately, was a banned substance in our program. And uh, after about two weeks, I was just having a conversation with my brothers about the program and one of my smarter brothers said, well, you're, you checked everything was okay with the tour, right? And in that moment, uh, <clears throat> I said, no, no, I didn't. And so I submitted all the stuff that uh, was involved in the program to the tour, and one came back as a banned substance. So um, it, was, it was just a brain fart, basically. And, uh, you know, I had to do what I had to do. So I, I got a three-month suspension at the beginning of the year and what that 
kind of did was take me out of the first four events of the year, and then uh, so I couldn't get on the money list, and then, so I was kind of behind the eight ball and wasn't able to, to play the rest of the year. How, how difficult is it for any golfer, but how difficult for, was it for you? You really didn't have a place to play, did you? No, not really. I played a bunch of Monday qualifiers, was only successful in one of them. Um, I did get into one web.com event on my number. I went over to Europe to play two events. I played European Q School. So I kind of did, you know, a, a patchwork schedule and, and really tried to play as much as possible. But at the same time, it was it was something I hadn't experienced in about, I'd say, seven or eight years was that I just didn't know where I was going to be from week to week. And that wasn't, uh, wasn't something I dealt with very well. And so hopefully next month when I'm playing, I have that kind of in mind and, and really focus on having somewhere to play next year. Uh, you mentioned you played pretty well in the in this latest qualifier, and I know you made a birdie on the last hole to make the cu- make the cut and, and advance through. Uh, how is your game, and how do you feel about where you where you are with it right now? Uh, I, I feel pretty good. Uh, I'm starting to drive the ball so much better than I did last year and the year before, and that that was something that really helped me back for a couple of years. Uh, I got to improve my putting. My putting is is just kind of hit or miss. Uh, I had a couple days where I did not putt well. One of them was a 66. I just hit it so good. I had to make some putts. Like, they were so close. I think I had three two putts for birdies in that round as well. So, um, you know, the ball striking there, and and when it clicks with the putting, it can be really good. I just got to – I guess I have to work harder. I don't know. It's kind of uh, – <laughs> frustrating deal because I feel like we do the right things and we and we practice hard and, and just uh, it's not something that I've I've never been an outstanding putter I've always been a good ball striker and the putting's always been somewhat of a weakness um, I had one year where I putted outstanding 2012 so I actually went back on videos from the web tour that year and, and tried to see what I was doing and I called my old caddy and asked him what I did and we were we conversed for a while about it. We, uh, I, I really trying to get back to that point because I putted great that year, and uh, without a win, finished 18th on the Web Tour, and then finished 8th at Q School, and then got my tour card. So uh, a lot of good things happen when you see the ball go in the hole. Sure. <laughs> you know you can do it. Listen, I can't let you go without uh, giving me your uh, your opinion and your synopsis on uh, your an- analysis of your Ottawa Senators. Well, which part? On ice, off ice. <laughs> yeah, uh, boy, what a what an exciting time, interesting time. It's uh, you know, it, it, I try not to read too much from outside places because it does. There's a pile-on effect, and and it's just you know, bad news follows them wherever they've gone for the last year and a half. So I try to watch on the ice. They're they're kind of a a team trying to mesh a lot of young kids playing um, a couple of goaltenders that are that are a little bit older so we'll see how that translates for the rest of the year but um, it's definitely what is that saying may you live in interesting times <laughs> there uh, you definitely, go. <clears throat> that's definitely what's going on in Ottawa right now <laughs> all right well uh, well I hope they rise up just as you have risen up now and uh, moving on and good luck at final stage and, and thanks for sharing some time with us this morning yeah, you bet, Bob. Thank oh, you. Take care.
And there is Brad Fritch, another one of the good guys in the game of golf and uh, a sharp uh, analyst, too, when it comes to all things golf, but uh, also some, some hockey. He is a dyed-in-the-wool uh, Ottawa Senators fan. He actually has a relationship with them. And uh, interesting story, one year at the Waste Management, uh, before they banned people throwing stuff into the crowd, he grabbed a bunch of uh, Ottawa Senators pucks and threw them into the crowd as he oh. played the famous 16th hole okay. there. But uh, he um, he uh, worked with us on TSN yep. as a, our analyst one year at the Masters. And uh, all week when we were staying in our house, he was dialed in. He had the NHL program <laughs> dialed in mm-hmm. watching the Senators. So died in the wool there. And as you said, interesting times right now for, for the Sens. Really interesting times. But one thing that came out of that interview was that he shot 66 one round and didn't really putt very well. I know. It's amazing, right? I wish I had that. But, you know, it's... It's, it's and it's interesting to me to see a, or hear a guy go back and talk about how you try to recreate when you were putting well. So he yeah. talked to his old caddy. He that, watched That's videos. really interesting. And the same with um, it, it goes back to like Rory McIlroy. I went to watch videos of him as a te- of himself as a teenager mm-hmm. to look at his swing and what he was doing. Then to try to try to adjust that into his game now. But you really hope for Brad because as he said in that interview, his his schedule last year was was bizarre yeah he didn't really have one you know it was he patched one together some way somehow you know i don't know how guys like i mean i I should i guess i shouldn't be nosy but i don't know how guys like that afford to do all that stuff yeah you you don't have a lot of income coming in i'm not sure what they do but yeah uh, good for brad for continuing to chase it and then and we wish him uh, all the best coming up Mm -hmm. uh when we come back we're going to talk we're going to hear from some guys who are doing pretty well and making some putts uh matt Mm -hmm. kuchar cameron champ among the people who are near the top of the leaderboard. Well, they are at the top of the leaderboard, and we're going to talk about the Mayakoba Classic. And uh, we will do that when we come back on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of Golf Talk Canada is brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Don't wait to play one of Canada's top 100 golf courses. Pay $500 towards your 2019 membership and play the rest of 2018 for free. Visit cedarbraygolfclub.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Bob Weeks alongside Adam Scully, producer extraordinaire, as Mark Sacchino is uh, away on business. And um, we want to take a look right now at the uh, Mayakoba Golf Classic. Yes. And <laughs> this, I just looked up here. That we've, got, we've got Matt Kuchar at 14-under and got Cameron Champ at 12-under. Yep. And so I just looked up their, their driving distance. <laughs> And the weekly average for Matt Kuchar is 290. The weekly average is, so basically you're talking the first two rounds. Yep. For uh, Cameron Champ is uh, is 330. He's beating him by 40, 40 yards off the tee. They are playing two different games, essentially. What's interesting is the driving accuracy numbers, and, and Mayakoba is a pretty generous place off the, off the tee. Kuchar yeah. um, is around 90. And uh, and Cameron Champ's at 75, so that's not bad. Greens and reg, actually, Cameron Champ is is is, we, is beating him. So it's 80 percent for Cooch and almost 90 percent, just 80 uh, 88.89 percent 
for uh, for Cameron Champ. Yeah, 32 of his first 36 greens. Amazing. And and the crazy thing, as we mentioned, um, when Cameron Champ won, he won with his putter. You right. know, when he beat Corey Connors down the stretch, making those four birdies right. consecutively in the back nine, it wasn't like he was just bombing and hitting, you know, flipping a wedge into, into a hole. He was draining bombs for birdies. So he's, uh, he's, he, I'm looking forward to seeing what this guy can do, A, this weekend, and B, going into the, into the next year for sure. It kind of reminds me, his, his short game kind of reminds me of, of John Daly, who never got enough credit for how good his short yes. game and his putting was yes. at, at times. And Cameron Champ also, the same thing. He's just so focused so much on how far he hits it that mm-hmm. he kind of overlooks some of that stuff. Anyway, Matt Kuchar, uh, who decided to play this tournament at the last minute, brought the family down for a, a little vacation, uh, has a local caddy. El Tucan <laughs> is his name, who's guiding him around the golf course. He's opened up with rounds of 64, 64. And let's hear from uh, Matt Kuchar, I think. Yep. Different day, same score for Matt Kuchar, consecutive 64s. How would you compare the two rounds? Very similar. Uh, today I just I got in trouble once on, uh, I don't remember the hole, but I hit a drive at 12. On 12, went, went just uh, further right than I was expecting and then looked like I was going to get in some big trouble there. Uh, uh, yesterday was a was a kind of a bogey-free day and just easy and, and everything else today was about the same. I just had that that one challenging hole. To say bogey on 12 from a momentum standpoint, how big was that for the rest of your round? Yeah, that was great. I knew I had a par five following it, and I figured you know I was I was probably gonna make double there and hopefully birdie on the next, and ended up making bogey there and par on the uh, par five 13. So still uh, still felt like I was very much in control. It was nice to hit a couple good tee shots. I, I hit a provisional and hit a great provisional on 12, and then 13 is no easy tee shot. I was able to hit a great tee shot there, and with that, felt like I was back in control again. Been an interesting week for the Kucher family in the caddy world. Your wife, Sibby, pinch hit yesterday for Damon Green oh, for four yeah. holes. John Wood is a week off. You have a local caddy, David Haral, known as uh, L2 Can on the back. How have you two been able to build a rapport in such a short time? Yeah, it's been good. It's been good. Uh, I think both of us are pretty easy going. Uh, so it's it's been quite easy. He's just been a uh, you know a steady rock out there, and been been fun to have a local, some guy that uh, can kind of point me in the right direction and kind of knows knows the ropes around here. So I've, I've enjoyed it. Uh, there's Matt Kuchar, who is leading the tournament uh, in Mayakoba down in Mexico at the last minute, decided to jump mm-hmm. in there, and uh, he is he's really a, uh, a good guy. He's, I keep saying this about everybody I talk to. Yeah. But the one thing about Matt Kuchar that a lot of people don't know, he has one of the <laughs> best senses of humor. He is one of the funniest guys. If you can get him going, he doesn't seem that way. He seems like kind of a straight arrow, chartered accountant yep. kind of yep. uh, kind of type of guy. But uh, but he is really hilarious. Yeah, there there are some moments uh, when you and I were, t- were together at the President's Cup when in some of the press conferences before and after you could just see him giving the needle to Phil, especially. But it's kind of crazy that his last win came in the 2014 RBC Heritage. It's been so long. He holed out in a playoff to win uh, that tournament, uh, but he's had 32 top tens since that last victory having said that his last season wasn't really it was kind of a disappointment for Matt uh 24 events only four top tens four missed cuts 76 in the FedEx Cup and uh, obviously he was there at the Ryder Cup as an assistant captain uh but just wasn't quite the year um that Matt Kutcher was looking for last year he told me the great story one time about the last uh Ryder Cup not this one most recent but the one before that yep. Hazel team mm-hmm. where uh so, you know, he is, he's a super athlete, actually. He and his wife, Sibby, won the husband and wife U.S. tennis championship one year. Yeah, right, right. She's a good tennis player, obviously. Mm-hmm, anyway, mm-hmm. so he's also a very good ping pong player, and yep. he's the guy that nobody can beat, apparently. Yeah. 
So um, Phil Mickelson actually took lessons. <laughs> he hired a coach, a famous ping pong player, to, to get him in there. And Matt Kuchar said it, he, was, he, had, he really only taught him one move. So once he had that figured out, then he, uh, he was able to handle Phil again. This yeah. is, and it did nothing but absolutely infuriate <laughs> Phil Mickelson. <laughs> For the rest of the uh, the week. Well, speaking speaking of ping pong, didn't Bryson DeChambeau like work with a robot or something playing ping pong? It was, yeah, uh, some kind of weird. Well, because only Bryson would do that. But, <laughs> yeah, exactly, <so>. exactly. <laughs> uh, Matt Kuchar has a two shot lead over Cameron Champ, who shot sixty two in the second round. That is a brilliant score on any golf course, obviously. Um, but a a good day for uh, for Mr. Champ. Yeah, very good day for for Cameron Champ. Um, and one of his quotes saying, I'm just playing stress-free, which is, it's crazy to think. And I, I'm looking for, at some point, we'll have to try to get Sean Foley on the show, because Sean is obviously working with Cameron Champ. And to think, how is it possible for a guy who is six foot, 180 pounds, to average what he's doing distance-wise? Because you look at him, and obviously he's very built, and but he's not a very big guy. No, but if you look, you know, if you look at the cover, he's on the cover of Golf Digest yeah, yeah. this month, which yep. is what a lucky stroke for them. Yep. They didn't plan it, but obviously timing, to, to yeah. for his win. But if you look at the, where the club is, the lag between that and his and his arms, it's, it's amazing how much power is stored up flexibility, in that. Flexibility, yeah. right? Yeah. It's crazy. So yesterday, uh, he had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight birdies, an eagle, and one bogey for a nine under sixty-two. And he talked about that after his round. Cameron, at any point in time coming in, did the number 59 sneak in your mind? No. I mean, I didn't, honestly, I forgot what par was, to be honest. Um, but, I mean, like I said, I was just flowing. I was just kind of felt in the zone, really. And um, I was just trying to, you know, execute each shot at a time. Do you find yourself with each start that you make on the PGA Tour that you're just gaining more and more confidence with your game? Oh, definitely. You know, for me, I use the word comfortability, really. Um, that's one thing I struggled with when I first turned pro. Uh, in my first few events on the web, so I just feel like now I'm, you know, very comfortable out here, um, and I'm just playing stress-free. So, stress-free indeed. He's 23 years old, Cameron Champ, uh, big bomber. I think this is going to be a guy that'll be on everybody's golf pool if you're picking in one of those golf pools that mm-hmm. uh, starts in January, and it's going to be interesting to see what this guy does for the rest of the, of the of the calendar. I can't wait to watch this third round today and see the 40-yard distance between Cooch and Cameron Champ. And that's just Cameron Champ's average at 330 yards. He's going to bomb some 360, 370. It's unbelievable. And the other thing that they were bringing up uh, yesterday in, in, in the coverage is the fact that sometimes he's using a three-wood or an iron off the tee right where... He doesn't. He can use that club where a shorter player like Cooch might have to hit driver. Absolutely. So there's an advantage to him, even when you're uh, not hitting the driver out of the bag. But uh, as you watch. mentioned, we'll have to talk to him with Sean Foley. His, yeah. his agent is a Canadian. His trainer is a Canadian. So uh, we've got a little bit. Of, we're going to claim a little piece of, of, of that guy. Yeah. All right. When we come back, it's the most popular segment of the show. Yes. It's Winners, Weird, and What. That's coming up on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Don't wait to play one of Canada's top 100 golf courses. Pay $500 towards your 2019 membership and play the rest of 2018 for free. Visit cedarbraygolfclub.com today. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and new Tour 360. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. 
Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sakino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. The last final 30 minutes here. Uh, Bob Weeks along with Adam Scully and for you this morning. Mark Sakino's working away down in the U.S. of A. Doing a little PGA Tour radio. Um, and I just wanted to point out that we had Brad Fritch on earlier. Yes. And he talked about the story, the poor guy, where he went on that weight loss program mm-hmm. and found out that he was taking a drug uh, in one of the supplements that was that was banned by WADA. Called the penalty on himself. Got a three-month suspension. Uh, he did... Want, he texted me afterwards and says, you know, I forgot to tell you that I actually lost 28 pounds. So good for Brad because he's a heavier guy. Mm-hmm. Good he's for him, yeah. playing in a different weight class now, so hopefully that'll help him uh, down the stretch. But um, it was a tough lesson to learn. Well, <laughs> it, it, you know what's funny about weight? Uh, you remember, uh, obviously, Carl Peterson. Sure. Um, when, when he you know, lost all that weight and then he, you know, oh, the, my swing doesn't work anymore. So he ate, he ate beer and donuts, right? The Ice cream. The, <laughs> he said, someone asked him, how, how did you put the weight back on? He says, it's not, not hard. He says, you drink a bunch of beer and eat a tub of ice cream every night. And came back on pretty quick. I would love to do that. Just, there's, you know, yeah. there's probably no golfer in the world who is more affected by the long putter ban or long putter change rule, anchored putting, uh, than he was because he's just fallen off the face of the earth. You haven't heard of him at all, yeah. No. yeah. Even Tim Clark. Yeah. For sure. Uh, all right. It's time for Winners, Weird, and What? And, Mr. Scully, you have the tea. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! All right, Bob. So this goes to a theme we've had throughout the year. And uh, my winner this week is the European Tour. And they released another great video on social media. They had Brandon Stone hitting 500 balls onto a par 3 to try to get a hole-in-one. To see how long it would take to get a hole-in-one. It was an 8-iron, and he didn't do it. This he is the second do time they've done this challenge, yeah. right? So they did it with um, Eduardo Molinari, I That's believe, right. earlier in the year. And uh, he came close several times. Uh, I believe uh, I shot 397, like almost lipped out. And, okay. And, uh, and, and there were a couple bleeps. He was just devastated. He <laughs> threw his club a couple times. And it was funny, you know, the, looking at the sunlight started, you know, early in the morning, I'm sure. And then, like, the sun was setting. You couldn't really see at the end of it. So, uh, But the European Tour is just doing such a great job of, of, of bringing in the casual sports fan to to become interested in, in their product a really really good job and and uh, i just did happen to look this up for you because i knew you were going to use this mm. the odds of making a hole in one for a pro what would you think oh wow uh 200 to one three thousand to one wow <laughs> for an average Jesus. joe like you or me yeah twelve thousand to one Wow. So there you go. There's uh, So I think Edward, uh, Stone, Brandon Stone, just has to go and hit 2,500 more balls. He does. Well, <laughs> literally. Well, yeah. and, and I mean, Tiger Woods has 19 hole in ones in his last game in 1999. So Amazing, huh? Come to think of that. And he's doing what he's And even throughout his dominant years, he just didn't get a hole in one. That's no, crazy that's right. to think. Uh, my weird. Uh, so Justin Rose got back to world number one uh, last Sunday. And it's very weird how the, the two times he's gone to world number one, how he's gotten there. So. He lost in a playoff to Keegan Bradley mm-hmm. in the in the in the FedEx Cup playoffs to go to World Number One. Right, and so we and then uh, this past weekend, uh, Hao Tong Lee three putted from twelve feet and he missed a very short putt on the, the comebacker. So he goes to World Number One from that. Like you know, so, he sort of he sort of excused me his, his way in, if that makes any sense, to uh, to World Number One. And uh, and I mean, how Lee definitely lost that playoff and Rose didn't win. But it's uh, I mean, good for him to go to World Number One for and sure. And you know what the interesting thing is? He's going to lose it this week. He's 
the way the the work they they work, he's actually not going to be number one again on Monday. <laughs> I I can't remember exactly where I read that, and I hope that's correct. But that's yeah, I read that he's just the way this thing is going to go. I think Kepka's going to go back to number Isn't one. Isn't that crazy? It's just like so strange where someone can even not play. And, and lose the top spot or something. Yeah. I don't know. It just, just seems so unusual. It's so well, and as we mentioned earlier in the show, uh, speed uh, dropping below Tiger Woods, and Tiger Woods is nowhere near uh, per, uh, on the PGA Tour right now. So, crazy. Uh, pretty crazy. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, my what this week? Uh, what a move uh, by Matt Kuchar's wife, Sibby. So, uh, to caddy for Zach Johnson during the final four holes uh, in the first <laughs> round of the Mayakoba Classic. So, uh, uh, Zach Johnson's usual caddy, Damon Green, had some dehydration. He wasn't feeling well. And so after 14 holes, he tapped out. He, he, he was done. He was, he was exhausted. He was not feeling well. He got put on an IV for yeah. dehydration. So it, it's, yeah, he was, not, he was not feeling good. Um, and uh, so, so Zach Johnson looking around, you know, who, who's going to carry? He's not going to carry his own bag. I mean, <laughs> right. I mean that, that'd be <laughs> that hilarious if he did. And so, so Sibby Kucher, she, she was in the crowd, and she, she stepped in, and she's done it before. Um, and as Zach Johnson said, she's in shape and she she can carry the bag, and because those bags are obviously very heavy. Um, but Zach Johnson went two under in those final four holes, so really? maybe there's a future for Sibby <laughs> Kucher. Well, she might need to pick up a little uh, extra spending money or something. Some, some extra spending money, and and I, I know that there's some funny stories about some guys bonding uh, with Sibby Kucher. Just you know, she's a great ping pong player and tennis player. And I remember there's a story out of the 2016 Ryder Cup after the post party when Rory McIlroy said she completely outdrank me as well. <laughs> so <laughs> she she has many talents, but uh, good for Sibby Kucher uh, for stepping in, and uh, you know she helped Zach Johnson go 200 uh, in the final uh, four holes. So good on her. But now, Bob, the tea is now yours. So, so what do I do? Just aim for the pond? No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water. I know I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun! We're having fun! Look, it went further than your ball. Well, my uh, winner this week is a woman who has broken glass ceilings before, but uh, she's just broken another one. Her name's Susie Whaley, and if that name rings a bell, it's because she actually played in the uh, Greater Hartford Open a number of years ago, I think back in 2003 or something. She qualified through a local qualifier they had set up for PGA of America members, mm-hmm. and she went through and, uh, and, and got the job playing from the men's tees all the way to the back, or back tees, I guess you don't call them men's tees anymore, mm-hmm. back tees. Mm-hmm. And now Susie Whaley, just yesterday, uh, was elected as the first female president of the PGA of America. Now, wow. I have, I've interviewed Susie a number of times over the years, and she is an absolutely um, amazing person. And she's going to do a great job. But it just seems 102 years old, and this association is just electing its first yeah. female president. That says That's, a lot, yeah. unfortunately, about golf. But I uh, congratulate her. She's 51 years old. She's the 41st president of the PGA, and uh, she started off trying to play on the LPGA Tour, played a little bit here and there, um, decided that she would become a teaching professional and made, had made that her career, and now she's going to make a difference uh, at the top ranks of, um, of the PGA of America, and, and good for the PGA of America. Yeah. My weird this week is a weird story. This <laughs> oh, is a yeah. ruling story. Yep. Okay, yep. You know about this one? I do, I okay. do. So uh, his name is Gianmarco Petrosi. He's actually a British golfer, even though he's got a, wow. a, a name... Very Italian name from England, so he carded a final round 65 Wednesday at Las Calinas Golf Club in in Alicante, Alicante, Spain. It was one of the four stages on the qualifying for the European Tour um, Q School. So mm-hmm. this was the second stage. 
So this is what he did though. While walking, he he had a shot that was right of a uh, of a green. Mm-hmm. Between him and the green was a bunker. So while he decided he was going to walk off the yardage to find out how far it was to the pin, while walking off the yardage for his approach shot, he went through a bunker, leaving some footsteps, right. obviously. And as a courtesy, he just said, "Well, I'll rake the footprints." Anyway, he then goes on, hits his shot, makes a good up and down. Apparently, gets in there. But 20 minutes after his round, he is informed that he has improved his line of play and breached rule 13-2. <laughs> and he's assessed a penalty. <laughs> he's assessed a penalty, and he ends up missing a playoff because of that penalty. Oh he would have had a playoff to go on that. to the final stage. Uh, and it's just absolutely devastating to me. So this, is, this bunker has absolutely nothing to do with his shot. It's not in play for where he's going. He's lobbing it over there. Mm-hmm. But because he was doing a courtesy and raking the bunker, he gets this penalty and misses out. Because he, he's being, it's common courtesy. You just rake the bunker after you walk in. Ah, oh, there's so many stupid golf rules out there. And I, I think you tweeted, just golf rules are dumb. I, I think I yeah. saw that tweet. I'm like, that's just, it's true. There's and, so many that are, oh, it just doesn't make any sense. And some, and some people came, most people were agreed with me. Some people, though, wrote like, these things, on. well, you should know the rules. And. Yeah, but come on, this is not. But, like, uh, how do you know every situation of every rule? That's what I mean. To, to, you know, yeah. you don't. You're not, you, he probably knows you're not supposed to improve a line of play, but that probably means you're not supposed to tap down a spike mark. That's what he's thinking. Yeah, but on to, a green to, or something. But, you know, every time you walk out of a bunker, you rake it. It's just common courtesy. Anyway, that's unbelievable. Uh, and my uh, what this week is? Uh, we're talking about videos. Yep. I don't know if you saw the video of the Tony Fino. Yes. With a, yes. walking with oh, a young kid, great. it was absolutely amazing. And if you don't uh, appreciate Tony Fino, mm-hmm. if you didn't appreciate him before, watch this video, and this is absolutely wonderful. A yeah. great moment. He spends a little time with this kid at the tournament this week, and uh, I just want you to go and watch that video. I'm going to leave that by itself, but go and find it. In fact, I'll retweet it. Yeah. Out here, but it's uh, it's an amazing video of a uh, Tony Fino is an amazing guy, by the way. If you uh, here's another one. They're yeah. All great guys. Well, but. and and to watch the video, you know the, the young the young child says you know this is the best five minutes of my life and yeah. he's crying and he just high fives his dad it's if you if you don't like i, I watched i got choked up watching the thing it was like oh my god this <laughs> is like i'm getting goosebumps one. thinking about it you like, weren't the only one there's yeah. a lot of people who were actually yeah. who were talking about that but, right and it was great like even on twitter like a lot of uh, people in the hockey world like i saw ray ferraro jeff o'neill that they, they were tweeting about just saying how cool a video this was so well done by the pga tour and tony fiano to do this yeah no it's i mean it's a different kind of a t- uh, of a move than uh, than what your your ones yeah was but because they i don't know that just seems so weird that uh that 500 golf balls and that's so much fun I think yeah I like that they do it a little bit differently and they've had some great success with uh with their videos but this is just a little bit touching more i think yeah a different it's, aspect. It, for sure and, and it's it's humanizing these guys on the pga tour yes we we watch them week in week out pound golf balls a very long distance and win a lot of money but we don't really know who they are you know as as human beings just as as a regular you know However, old Tony Fino is just a regular guy, and so to see just how kind he was, and you know, to give him a glove and a ball, and and you know, he was asking what kind of, you know, wedge he, the, the young child wanted to play, and it was just it was just a really yeah. cool, anyway, really it's cool, a cool video. Please go watch it. Cool, cool video. That's yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. All right, um, I was going to ask you something oh. here. Oh yeah, I wanted to mention the fact that. Uh, Last Saturday, after yep. our show, two Canadian women made it through uh, qualifying school yes. to get LPGA uh, status. Jacqueline Lee and AC Tange, which mm-hmm. we, we didn't mention last time, and I wanted to make sure we got that in. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they are playing, obviously, over in uh, Japan, I think they are this week, and yep. they got one more event coming back last week. But it's kind of a cool uh, that we're going to have some good presence there. AC was there last year, mm-hmm. and um, Jacqueline Lee... 
I think I mentioned this last week as well. She's she's actually an amateur golfer. She yep. hasn't turned professional, and she has the option to defer her start date until she finishes school. She's at Ohio State in her senior year, and that's a great rule. And it's a good rule. And so she's got that, and then she'll perhaps um, perhaps turn pro early, or or she'll turn pro after that. Where she hasn't decided yet. We're going to try and reach out to her this week and see if we can get her on next week. Oh, great! And uh, and get an interview with her to find Fantastic. out exactly what's going on. Fantastic. All right, uh, when we come back, we'll talk about uh, the leaderboards from all of the uh, tournaments that are going on. There's quite busy t- it's schedule a for November. <laughs> come November. on. <laughs> and we'll tell you all about uh, where you can find uh, Golf Talk Radio and television in the coming weeks. So yes. that and more when we get back on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Adidas Golf and new Tour 360. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. This segment of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura, is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada as we wrap up another Saturday here. Don't forget, it is Remembrance Day. Mm -hmm. Take some time tomorrow. Uh, put your poppy on. Always wear it on your left side over your heart. Mm-hmm. That's very important. Mm-hmm. And uh, it would be great if you could take a couple minutes, or maybe even better if you go out to a uh, a ceremony at your local, yep. maybe at your local legion or at the cenotaph where you are near mm-hmm. uh, City Hall in Toronto. If you happen to be down there, that's old City Hall. There's usually a big ceremony there, mm-hmm. and uh, lots of time and to. Uh, Take a little, a few moments to remember those who sacrificed yep. a lot and um, those who are continuing to serve. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we mentioned off the top, um, a couple of people, famous golfers, and uh, Al yeah. Balding, great Canadian now yep. in the Canadian Golf Hall of Fame, spent three years in the armed services and uh, served in Germany and in France. Um, Stanley Thompson, mm-hmm. Which artillery. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. and he uh, was launching shells at uh, the Germans in uh, Vimy Ridge, as was A.V. McCann, who mm-hmm. was uh, wounded there. Another great cor- golf course architect who was inducted into the Canadian Golf Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. All right, let's uh, take a tour on the leaderboards. It, it is for, for a November weekend. There is a lot of golf still going on, isn't there? <laughs> There's a lot of golf going on in all the tours, but let's begin uh, with the PGA Tour, the Mayakoba Classic. Matt Kuchar, as we've mentioned, uh, two-shot lead, 64-64 over Cameron uh, Champ. Watch out for Canadian Adam Hadwin. Uh, he is just four shots off the lead. He's actually teeing off. They're teeing off early this morning. He's teeing off at uh, 10.35 a.m. Eastern. So. Wow. Uh, I'm looking forward to watching that uh, very soon. All right. Over on the European tour, they're actually, they've actually teed off. There's lots yeah, of action yeah. going on here. It's the Ned Bank, Ned Bank Challenge. Sergio Garcia has a two-shot He's lead back. over, yeah, exactly, uh, over Louis Oosthuizen. Uh Lee Westwood, Miko Koronen, and Thomas Detry are a, at seven under. Ross Fisher at six under. And uh, I want it to go down... To look at Thomas Bjorn is in the field. There he Thomas is. Thomas Bjorn. At, he's at eight over. Well, and actually, Jim Furyk is in the field at Mayakoba. Is he? And he was doing well at last check. He is 
T twenty two. Oh well. So Jim Furyk is is making making moves. Uh, should also mention a number of Canadians uh, just missed the cut as well at uh, Mayakoba on on the LPGA tour. The Blue Bay. Uh, this is the Blue Bay. Uh, it's, <laughs> Blue Bay. Uh, it, it wrapped up uh, uh, this morning in uh, in China. Uh, Gabby Lopez, your winner there at eight under, she edged out Arya Jatanagarn, who finished one shot behind her. Elena Sharp, your top Canadian, T thirty three. Okay, Champions Tour, it's the Charles Schwab Cup Championship Cup, which will uh, Charles Schwab Cup Championship, ah. which will decide the winner of the Charles Schwab Cup. Mm-hmm. And uh, Paul Guaidos is your leader at the moment through th- the first uh, two rounds. He's got uh, he's 14 under Scott McCarron, 13 under Tim Petrovic at 12 under. Stephen Ames very much in the hunt. He mm-hmm. is at uh, seven. Uh, sorry, he's yeah seven under. He's tied for eighth right now. He's played in the last group and in the last two events, uh, both playoff events. So uh, he's actually playing pretty well. Of course, he told us that last week mm-hmm. when he was here on this show. Um, that's it for that's 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 it's, it's a busy time. It's busy though, isn't it, man? It's crazy. It's crazy uh, all all fat, all around the world. Okay, speaking of busy, yeah. we are busy still. We got a lot still going on Do here in terms of uh, Golf Talk Canada Radio. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Next week will be our last live show until that is Festus. correct. That so is correct. So we're going to be live next week. Yep. Then we're going to go to our uh, regular uh, year in review programming. Yep. Where we've taped a couple of shows already, three shows. Three shows. And we go through all our picks and all our memories of the last uh, year in mm-hmm. golf, and uh, and we make some f- forecasts, um, some strange ones by you. Always, um, <laughs> always. Yeah, no. Well, you were the only one. You came, you came through last year. Tiger Woods playing in the Hero World Challenge. You that, know, I, I had some sources that uh, just came <laughs> to me, and, you know, uh, they worked out. <laughs> So, so is that right? Have I got that right in terms of timing? Yes. Okay. So you are, you are correct there. So uh, year in review part one uh, airs uh, the day after the Tiger Phil match, which okay. is November twenty fourth. Uh, year two, December first. Uh, year in review part three, December eighth, and then our Festivus special, which we're looking forward to, is on December the fifteenth. That's uh, where we unveil the feats of strength and uh, yes, and our grievances, grievances, and, um, which is an annual one. We have lots of guests who come in and give us their we do their and thoughts. I, I believe we had there was a the studio audience last year, and yeah. there's going to be thousands of people in here. And it's, it's free donuts, I understand. Free donuts and. Uh, Wow. Okay. Free donuts. Big, Perfect. Okay. Now, <laughs> adding to that, yeah. What more do you need? Uh, adding on top of that, we've got Golf Talk, Golf Talk Canada Television, which yep. has been off the air for a little bit, but we're coming back. We're coming back. Uh, so it's, we've been off the off the air since our Ryder Cup recap special, and our our year in review television special will air on Boxing Day, so you can watch some Golf Talk Canada. And go right into, into our world junior coverage right here on TSN, which is in Van- Vancouver, Victoria this year. So uh, that's right. And so it's it's going to be it's a Boxing Day. You know, you you open your gifts from the day before, uh, maybe crack open a drink and watch some Golf Talk Canada and watch the, the World Junior Hockey Championship. That's pretty cool about uh, about the about Golf Talk Canada is that we sort of never really go away. You can't get never. Away from you, us. you can't get rid of us. And I should say as well, uh, season nine of Golf Talk Canada will begin. Radio. Fe- yes, on radio. My apologies. Uh, on February 2nd, on Super Bowl weekend. Wow. That's Saturday. That's appropriate, isn't it? Yes. Because so, <laughs> so, we are sort of a super show. Of course. <laughs> so, and we'll have uh, our year in reviews will air in January and then um, uh, February 2nd. We okay. begin again on radio. Uh, 
there's as I mentioned, there's lots of golf going on out here yep. right now, and there's. Uh, have you got a prediction for this Mayakoba Championship? Do you think? What do you think is going to happen here? I mean, uh, it, it'd be great to see Cooch. Uh, you know, he hasn't won since 2014 RBC Heritage. Um, you know, Danny Lee. I, I look at him as well. But I mean, Adam Hadwin. Why not? Why yeah. not? I mean, uh, you know, he's playing with Jonas Blixt and. Uh, Young Hun Lee today, um, you know he, he's had some good Saturdays in the past, and let's uh, let, let's see him do it. Here's a little tip. I think I think this is going to work. We're going to have uh, we're going to be able to have Adam Hadwin and Nick Taylor on next week. They are going to be jetting off to uh, to Australia to represent Canada in the World Cup. Yep. And I think we've got that lined up. I'm oh. going to cross my fingers that we can put it all together, but uh, we should have those two on next week. So look forward to that. And maybe. <gasps> And maybe it'll be a celebratory interview as well. <laughs> and maybe it'll be uh, an interview that where we can get him on the get somebody on the phone. <laughs> Thanks to the guys behind the Thanks class. Thanks, Arat. Arat put uh, a lot of work in today yes. to try and make things happen. Yes. We got it. We cobbled this show together. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you next week here on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Golf Talk Canada. For blogs, show archives, video highlights, and TV schedule, visit us online at GolfTalkCanada.ca.